0: Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Listen to the words: the word that Isaiah, son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that God may teach us God's ways, and that we may walk in God's paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and God shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their pruning hooks, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy, gracious, and mighty God, we long for the words of the prophets to be true. We long, O oh God, for them not to just be beautiful but that they may inspire hope and action and stir our imaginations and speak to the depths of our souls of your will for our lives and for the life of this creation that you have made. So come to us and speak your words that we need to hear. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We could see the searchlights from a distance as they swept across the sky. They would come into and out of view as that great light rotated. As we drew closer, the light became more constant and the beam became brighter and we became more excited. We were three small children in the back of the Ford station wagon with the fake panel wooden sides from the 1970s on our way to see the Ringling Brothers Circus. And it was everything that we had heard that it would be and more there were tightrope walkers and trapeze artists. There were these women in sequin costumes who stood upon horses as they went around in a circle. And there were two or three people who were balancing atop an elephant. There was this Clown that sat on this pole amazingly high up in the air and the pole would bend from side to side and my mother and I were so frightened that he would fall off. But of course he did not. And all the while there were clowns that made us laugh. Whenever I see a searchlight sweep across the sky, I remember all of the incredible things that people can do. Life looks different when you have seen people catch each other in midair. Life looks different even knowing that those things are possible. The prophet Isaiah catches sight of God's searchlight. On this first Sunday in Advent, the prophet stirs our imaginations by seeing the word of God that is a vision. Isaiah catches light of that searchlight atop the mountain of the Lord, which has risen up to be the highest of all mountains, the focus of humanity, center point of creation. And people are streaming in from every nation and faith tradition or no faith tradition coming to study peace. God is the teacher. God is the diplomat. The arbiter. Settling disputes between nations. So much so that there are no need For weapons. Not swords or spears or nuclear weapons or conventional weapons or chemical weapons. People willingly give those up because there is simply no need for them anymore. The tools of death and destruction are transformed into tools of life and community. The word of the prophet Isaiah is nothing less than an announcement of universal salvation brought about by the love of God. Lasting peace, justice, and plenty here on earth in real time. This is not at some end of the world. This is not beyond history. Isaiah promises us and announces that this will happen. It has become almost trite to speak of beating swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. It's just one of those things that we say and that, that it's beautiful. But in our minds, we are thinking how absurd it is to to take. Isaiah's words as true or real? In light of where the world is today, how can we accept Isaiah's truth? With the negotiations that are allowing troops to stay in Afghanistan till almost 2024 with China deciding to expand its air defense zone over those islands that Japan thinks are in their territory. B-52 bombers sent into that airspace, even unarmed, the nations challenging each other. There's conflict about the agreement regarding Iran's nuclear program, and there's even conflict about what the agreement actually says. In light of the tremendous suffering in Syria and the seeming intranschable conflict in Israel and Palestine, how can we take Isaiah's words seriously? And yet, as cliched as these words have become, we read it. The prophet Micah so liked these words from Isaiah's sermon that Micah stole these words and preached the same sermon. You can find these same words in the prophet Micah. And we read these words again and again and again because it speaks to our deep yearning for the cessation of violence and the longing for human connection. We read them. We read them because we pray for the day when we will no longer send young people to war and watch them return with the marks of torture in their bodies and their souls. We pray for the day when there will be no more drone strikes that accidentally kill civilians. We pray for the time when we will not see people streaming out of war zones in Syria into concentration camps, refugee camps that may... so bad we have a great yearning to live in a world where when we go on the plane on Thanksgiving vacation we are not being told to report suspicious behavior and question our motives of racial or faith profiling or to answer the question our children why do they hate us so much there is a great yearning to be at one with our neighbors in security and unity and plenty and peace and Isaiah insists that the day is coming when all people will be reconciled and all divisions healed That word for peace, that word shalom, which speaks of far more than the absence of war or conflict, that shalom that is the wholeness of all creation, the healing, the abundance, the peace, and that promise of universal peace, universal salvation. Jesus insists that it is coming and that it has come with him, that it is the kingdom of God, God's shalom, God's kingdom, God's reign. And Jesus insists that it is near and that in fact it is in the midst of the people when Jesus is present. Advent means coming. Advent means to have the courage to sit with our deepest fears and our greatest longings and to watch watch for that great searchlight to sweep across the sky so that we can catch a glimpse of that day that is to come, so that we can catch a glimpse of the light of the world, the light that shines in the darkness that the darkness did not. ...and cannot overcome. And when we catch even a glimpse... ...as people of God... ...as followers of Jesus Christ... ...as people who have been privileged... ...and are responsible for carrying... ...that message of being peacemakers... ...and to lead towards that mountain of God... ...in making peace... ...we are called to head in that direction... Simply put, despair may not rule our lives. We are not allowed to have our lives be dominated by fear. We are not allowed to have our lives be controlled by violence. We are not allowed to not be peacemakers. We are called to see the world differently and to live into a future of peace. In Philadelphia, there is a homicide every day. And there's a man named Shane Claiborne who, hearing God's words of beating swords into plowshares, thought about what it would be like to beat guns into gardening tools. And he found a group of Mennonite blacksmiths who also thought that this would be a really great idea, and so they put out the word, and people came in Philadelphia with knives and assault weapons, and they brought them to these Mennonite blacksmiths who took them and beat AK-47s into a garden rake and another AK-47 into three little gardening trowels. And they have them, and they use them in their garden to remind them of the call to be peacemakers and to beat those spears into pruning hooks, those weapons and signs of death into symbols and tools of life and community. People began to send them their creations from all over the world swords and guns that had been made into artwork, even a guitar. For most of us, we're not going to learn blacksmithing and go out and take on assault weapons to beat them into gardening tools. But we have gone and protested outside of the Rialco gun shop. And there are people in the congregation right now working on issues of gun control and gun violence right here in DC. For many of us, it's a matter of keeping on, keeping on with the things that we do each day to work for justice and peace. And that means keeping and coming to Bible studies and to open forum and to learn the ways of Jesus Christ and the ways of God in this place. It means keeping on keeping on teaching our children fairness and justice and feeding the hungry. We are so privileged to live in a city so diverse. In my daughter's fourth grade class, Of just 15 kids, there are at least three or four different nationalities represented. In their school, there are something like 41 different countries represented and 14 different languages. We are so blessed to be in this city and to teach our children how to make friends so that they don't even know prejudice. And we are called to get with the parents of those children and expand our relationships. There are so many opportunities to work for peace. Our gifts of hope, to make our money work for justice. We are privileged to be a part of an unstoppable movement toward the healing of humanity. Some here have spent your lives working on international peace. And it's important for you to know and for all of us to know that universal salvation for humankind is a foregone conclusion. When we doubt God's intentions, remember that searchlights were first used in military combat. As early as the late 19th century, the British and the French were using searchlights to land combat forces at night. And throughout World War I and World War II, they were used to take advantage of opportunities for nighttime attacks. But of course, today they are used in advertising and for movie premieres, and 20th Century Fox, and now 21st Century Fox, that searchlight that sweeps across the sky, calling us to joy and state fairs and carnivals and even still the circus. Advent calls us to see Isaiah's words, to watch for the searchlights, to sweep into our view, And have it cast light on the people who are feeding the hungry and teaching understanding and practicing the everyday acts of justice. And to remember that there are amazing people out there who do amazing things for international peace. Who walk tightropes. Who put their heads in the lion's mouth who perform amazing balancing acts and become contortionists to reach positions no one ever thought possible. Life looks different when you have seen people catch each other in midair. Life looks different even to know that such things are possible Friends, O people of God, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.